All right, week one of the NFL season is done. We have seen our fantasy teams play. For many of us, it was great. And for many of us, it was just brutal. Uh, I'm one of those people who had a very tough week, but excited to be back, excited to watch some football. I went to the Giants game, was, which was disappointing. Uh, I actually went with Kenny. We had, a, we had a pretty good time, although it was quite upsetting. Kenny, how was the rest of your Sunday? The rest of the Sunday was good. I was completely out of it. I mean, I got back late. I waited. Oh, my. I, you got to look at this. I don't know if we can okay. actually post this. Dude, did you uh, not yeah. see this? Wait, there's just no way you were sitting there uh, together all day, and I didn't notice your pants had a rip literally the size of my face in your ass crack. Not only. Okay, so for any, if anyone doesn't follow me on Instagram or, like, had, had, I didn't know if I write this anywhere or something, like, there's a hole in my pants that is about, three inches wide and like six and a half inches long just running just up a, and down my butt that's rack. just an estimate or you <laughs> like, <you're... laughs> I, I i'm on it i mean i'm just gonna say it's a guesstimate it's a solid guesstimate but like i couldn't have been around more people sunday if i tried starting at penn station walking through the city going to the giants game leaving the giants game going back in the train waiting 40 minutes for sushi saw uh Lapidot's boy Corey Horowitz from Syracuse at the Asian place no one ever said a thing so like I have to think that it just happened when I was like sprinting up my stairs yeah I don't or know. I mean I I didn't see him uh, I haven't seen my parents I'm gonna see them tomorrow I'll ask them if they notice but I'm thinking <laughs> it happened like on the train home or something like yeah I feel like that's something I would have noticed if you're an ass crack when you're hanging out now I I mean, that's the crazy, but definitely the worst pants trip I've ever seen. Ever. Yeah, no, I've never seen something as egregious as that in my life. So it was a good day. I mean, it was a, <laughs> it was a solid Overall, end of it was the a Sunday. very good day. Yeah. To I, the I question. Mean, <laughs> yeah, I had a, I feel like this is actually a pretty good transition. Like, it's pretty crazy, but I still consider myself having a better day than like most of the stars in the NFL had on yeah, Sunday. I mean, that's for sure. Because it was sure. rough. We're, we're obviously a really big math podcast. So I did a little bit of the numbers. This is actually crazy to me. So if you come, I tried to do a little bit of every different position. Aaron Rodgers, Derek Henry, Zeke, Saquon, Mark Andrews, Mike Evans, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, and Julio. All of them together scored 51 points, 51 and change. Jalen Waddell, Jamar Chase, and Devontae Smith outscored them. That's like, that's yeah. a first. I never, never. I mean, th those three guys had some out. really great first games of their career. That was, uh, that was fun to watch. I mean, Devontae Smith's route running is, I mean, there's just no question he's going to be unbelievable. And the other two, obviously, are so physically gifted. I don't know if I said Saquon there too, but definitely Saquon as well. He sucked. The Giants suck. So, like, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, yeah that was man. crazy. That is wild. The Giants are terrible. Daniel Jones, as we said, terrible. Offensive line, terrible. Terrible, terrible. Yeah, <laughs> everything's terrible. Coach, the offensive coordinating, play calling, terrible. I mean, it's just a disaster. Honestly, Broncos fans, not that terrible. Yeah, not really. Not I mean, it's hard Broncos to tell fans. when you're playing the Giants how good you are or not. So I would, yes, I would say, wait true. a week if you're a Broncos fan. That is true. Yeah. What did you uh? I know we talked about it briefly on the train, by the way, but what did you think of my name changes? I mean, and which clearly, they, were, they clearly work, by the way. 
Like yeah. that isn't enough for Wait, the whole we've season. We've been saying, we were saying all of last season, why hasn't Ben changed his name? He's got the points, but he's not getting the wins. Try changing your luck, change your name. Got to change your name at least once a year. You change your name and yeah. maybe a mid-season change. But honestly, before someone put that screenshot in the group chat of you changing it, I don't know who I was showing it to. I was showing it to someone. I was like, you can just see like exactly what Kenny's thought process was here. Like he was just sitting there typing and just kept changing it. Be like, no, I got a good one. I got a better one. <laughs> uh, my favorite was chopcheese.com for sure. I don't know why, but uh, there were some really good ones in there. Yeah, I like the chopped cheese one as well. Also, I feel like, I know we, we were going to bring this up a little bit later, but I feel like bringing Ben up now, like, should we just, should we yeah. just say, yeah. So we're going to, we're bringing Ben on as the special guest, a little bit of a spoiler, but he, he's coming on under the premise of, you know, it's, we're going to have the commissioner on for week one, um, which is what we originally wanted to do. But then we had the idea of let's bring on the team with the lowest amount of points in week one, which happened to also be Ben. So it's really, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to break that news to him in the middle yeah. of, uh, of his appearance, just so everybody knows. Uh, really tough for Ben, obviously, having been the Sacco last year, to then also oh. score the fewest points week one. So, you know, we're going to see what happens there when he comes on and what kind of answers he's got. But rough, rough beginnings here for the commissioner. Anyway, last thing I want to do before we get to some recaps, um, everyone knows overreaction Monday and Tuesday after week one is a big thing, especially in fantasy football. So I was looking at five stats from week one of 2020 that were not indicative of the season for that player. Um, the first one being Darius Slayton had six catches for 102 yards, two touchdowns for 28 points. That was wide receiver five of week one last year. Slayton ended the season as wide receiver 63 oh on a point-per-game basis. So if you were a Slayton owner, I remember we were touting Conti. Slayton was a good pick. We like we knew Jones, already liked him. So we I thought bet that was on great Slayton pick. this week. Yeah, you did. We liked that week one Slayton action. So if you were looking at this season, Corey Davis was wide receiver five for this week. Five catches, 97 yards, and two TDs for 27 points. Just putting it out there, he may not be that every week. Let's remember that. Like, that's the key here. Like, same thing happened with Sammy Watkins last year. He had a good enough performance for wide receiver 10. Christian Hurt this year had a good enough performance, two touchdowns, 24 points to be wide receiver nine this week. Like, Watkins ended as wide receiver 64 last year. Like, these kinds of things. Like, everyone's going to be overreacting to week one constantly. James Robinson only had 10 points week one last year. Uh, finished the season as RB7. Had another bad week this year with only nine points week one. So don't give up on Robinson. Uh, looking at quarterbacks, Trubisky had 25 points week one, who was QB seven. Stafford had 30 points this week for QB nine. I like Stafford in Los Angeles. I'm just saying these are the kinds of stats that are interesting. Like just because you have a great week one. I mean, Jared Goff was like QB four this week. He's not going to be season ending QB four. Um, and then as far as wide receivers go, obviously week one's a little different, especially when you have, a new quarterback, and um, it's throwing to you. Justin Jefferson, week one last year, was wide receiver 78, four points. This year you had Julio Jones with six points, Pitton with six points, Terrace Marshall with six points, Mike Evans with five points, Cortland Sutton with two points, and Ayuk with zero points and zero targets. If you have these guys, just remember it's been one week. They're going to get their targets. Those are big-name players. Um, I know Conti's counting on Terrace Marshall. So just a few week – Stats from week one of 2020 that will show you that I'm sure we'll have similar things in 2021. Yeah, we got, we should really, uh, 
we should like take a note to come back to this next year. Yeah. And compare for sure. and, and see who it is this year. hundred percent. Um, all right. Should we just run through some recaps real quick yeah. of the games? Uh, I'll take the first one. I was my matchup against Ruben Tenney's. No, not much to say here. We, we both had very good weeks. Obviously they rode the 41 from Kyler. Um, DeAndre Swift had an okay game with like a 70 yard receiving touchdown. Those things really helped them early on. At the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers scored one point. If he has a normal week, 20 points, we win the week. Uh, killed us with Debo on the bench. But other than that, I mean, we scored 130. I'm not too worried about it overall. Uh, good for Matt and Evan. They needed that as a confidence booster, but uh, we'll see them later in the season again. And we'll see what happens. Yeah, 130 is that. Uh, 130 is what we were talking about last year with our, our upcoming guest of it's that number where like you can score 130 every week, but you're going to lose games, but you're also going to win games. So it yeah. depends. And you guys are right there. So definitely, definitely nothing to panic about. No, no panic button being hit here. Game number two, Jake Reardon for Sims and Sims. Two powerhouses coming in. Probably wasn't expecting it at the very beginning of the year, but Hugh with an unbelievable comeback. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, great game. Absolutely electric. Josh Jacobs was even better than I was expecting. He was, at, he was on uh, Matthew Berry's hate, hate list, no big deal, whatever. So it was a lot, but Dak is also back. Nick Chubb scored an early fat touchdown. Tyler Lockett, I think that was like a 70-yard touchdown. Yeah, that was from a Russell sick pass Wilson. from Ross. That was a sick That pass. was like, that was crazy. I mean, I can watch that all day. But Hugh pulling it out with a massive win. Massive yeah. win. Starting off Waller, one and out. Waller's 19 targets last night was insane. I mean, every play, Carr was throwing to him. Yeah, every yeah. single one. Like, forcing it, too. Yeah, like, not even chill about it. Um, third <laughs> matchup was our lowest scoring overall matchup uh, between Team TC and the Alcoholics. Um, you know, we were talking about the Najee Harris pick on the pre the uh, preseason episode. We didn't love it. Week one, we saw why. I mean, he, he may be a great running back and he could be a good keeper, but for this year, obviously, rookies, he's going to have to adapt. Good news for Tyler and Joey. Najee Harris got every single carry and played every single snap for the Steelers. So he's not going to have any competition at that position. You got to assume we'll put some numbers up at some point. Uh, but obviously, we're going to be wondering where the points are coming from for Tyler and Joey. There's not really the guys every week who are getting 20 no matter what. They got feeling for that. But Metcalf's a boomer bus guy. Tua, we don't know anything about. Edmonds is like a 12 to 16 guy. I don't know. There are a lot of question marks here. But, you know, it's early in the season. We're not going to overreact. We're not going to overreact after week one. That's what we've decided. Uh, and Ball's team, obviously very good, underperformed, still got the win. Let's see if we see Stafford for Lamar at some point, but I don't think you'll really see that. Uh, it just kind of tickled me. It's going to have this definitely. It is definitely ticklish. That is for yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean Stafford looked pretty nasty, so we'll see. Nasty what and Lamar, like Lamar's going to take hits too. Yeah, so like well, I mean, Lamar we just was loose with the ball yesterday, very loose. Team TC, I mean Joey and Tyler, you're, the team looks bad. It just yeah, looks bad. They're like, going to need to make I'm, some big pickups this week. Yeah, I'm really hoping this doesn't come back to bite me in the ass, but it's not looking good. But moving on, I dominated. I mean, I dominated. It was Rio Grande spite, Rio Grande marks. Never have I ever, I think, scored most points in a week. So this was a big week for me. Uh, Brady went off obviously on Thursday night. Mixing at first started off so slow. Yeah, really picked it up. Um, I'm gonna give an honorable sacco of the week to. H and Jesse here for starting Higby over Gronk 
on Thursday night football when I'm when they were playing Brady to have it counteract there. I feel like that's really a no brainer. Uh, obviously, the upside there. You never know with Higby and Stafford. I'm sure it's going to work out eventually. Uh, but yeah, Brett and I, you putting up absolutely nothing is huge. Yeah, zero targets. Crazy. Yeah, absolutely nothing. And for Marvin Jones to look like one of Trevor's boys right now is just huge going forward. So I'm feeling good. But I mean, yeah, the young ways they've got they've got some they've got some soul searching to do because they really got to hope for it. And also Tannehill, if Tannehill didn't score that rushing touchdown, it, even worse of a day. Yeah, absolute disaster. Yeah. Uh, our fifth matchup was Greer and Conti. Blowout again. Just a big blowout. blowout. Yeah. Greer, obviously, the QB factory, and he made the right decision going with Crazy. Hurts over Herbert. I mean, McCaffrey's back. Greer's back. We should be scared of his team again. Nothing new here. And the good news for Conti, at least, is his improvement from last year is he made all the right decisions. He didn't have any big games on his bench. But uh, bad news is his team performed horribly. But I'm not worried. He's got a lot of good players. I mean, Ridley had seven points in the first three minutes of the game and ended with 10. The Falcons looked miserable against the Eagles. I don't know. We'll see. The biggest question, obviously, for Conti is going to be that quarterback position. I know we drafted Trey Lance. Could be weeks before we see him. Pittsburgh is going to be a defensive team with a rush-heavy offense. I'd be worried about Roethlisberger. So, I don't know. We'll see. Greer's a really good team, though, and we're not going to overreact, as I said. That's not what we're No overreactions. For. No overreactions. Jalen Hurts did look pretty nasty, though. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, are we ready to uh, bring in our guest? Let's bring him up. Let's see if he's uh, ready and waiting, though. Oh, I'm yes, ready he is. Ben. I'm ready to go. Oh, I got a big echo coming from over there. Buddy. Are, you in the, uh, are, you in the, are you in the Lincoln Tunnel? <laughs> nah, dude. We have, I'm, I'm at, we have this, like, closet area at our uh, new office, like, penthouse thing. We're going to put a desk in here, though. It's going to be great. So, Ben is in – okay. I'm not Wait, just to give anything. everybody a, a concept <laughs> here. If you've watched The Office and you know when Jim gives Ryan that office that's in a little closet in, like, where the kitchen is – like that's what Ben's office is. He's actually yes. in a closet in like the kitchen area. The rest of the building is magnificent though. He's giving us a tour. It's beautiful. It does look very nice. That looks um, Who's the architect? Do you know? I don't I, Some I don't know. Apparently the glass came from Italy. So, uh, <laughs> so some Italian. Good. Well, Kamish, thank you for coming on. We're, we're at the point in the show right now where we're doing recaps and we're up to you and Danny. Kind of just walk us through how the Sunday was, what the matchups were looking like, and you know how, how you were feeling going into it and how you're feeling now. Honestly, I was very, very excited about this matchup. I mean, right before I, I picked up Tevin Coleman as a little little addition on you're the welcome. roster. I appreciate that. But I mean, I was feeling super confident. One of the best quarterbacks in the league, two of the best running backs in the league, a, a very solid wide receiver core a tight end who has been solid. I mean, I thought I was in a really good position. When I mean, the guy was starting James White over there. Like I, I was like, I thought there was no way I could lose. And it was, it was very disappointing. I mean, pathetic performance by, you know, Derrick Henry and Mike Evans, just not and Josh Allen. Like he's ranked 21st best quarterback after week one, you know, Derrick Henry 31st, Mike Evans, just let's not get into that. Uh, Robert Tanyan, I mean, my tight end issues can't get any worse. 
Marquise Brown was – I switched out Moister for Marquise Brown last second. So that was my GM move of the week, even though I couldn't even crack 100 points. But, I mean, it was, it was devastating. But, like, I talked to the team there. They get it. I mean, it's, it's just like I'm like the Ravens out here, you know. Lamar has the team on the back. We're gonna we're gonna cop a lot of dubs this season, and you know we, it's it's okay. So we're feeling really confident. Disappointed, but a lot to learn from. I'm gonna be honest. I really wanted to get into the tight end situation immediately because <laughs> one, one, one of my favorite quotes of of all of the season last year was that tight ends keep you up at night. So for Tanyan to just blow. I mean, yeah. two point eight points. Very. Late that's final. gotta. That's gotta be a very, very uncomfortable omen moving forward. I mean, I, I got him in the eighth round. Not, it wasn't like a reach, but I usually draft tight ends way later. Uh, it wasn't a, so. I, I I I definitely drafted him earlier than I would usually draft the tight end, and it was. It, I mean, I'm I'm going to be starting him next week, most likely. So I'm not going to throw the towel in on Tanya. It's one week. I mean, the whole Packers just looked like they should they should take the week off. They shouldn't have even come out there, even though they could have one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So I, I, I'm, 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 not, I'm not off the board of Tanya, but I'm certainly losing sleep continuously on, on these tight ends. Yeah, I mean, the tight end situation is never fun. It's really not. It's There's nothing to be happy about unless you have Waller, Kelsey, Kittle. Oh, another one of my team names is going to be TJ Hawkinson. Yes, that, that that I did forget. And that's a good yeah. place to put that in, actually. Yeah, okay. very good place to put that in. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not looking good, Ben. You, you were the sacker last year, obviously. Um, under 100 points week one. Do you think it's time to maybe make a name change? These are the types of things that little things, the little things that matter that can make a difference in your season. And are you worried about getting ahead of this? Or is this something you might wait three, four weeks to really make a change here? Um, I mean, I've, I've been going like 10 years strong. So I don't think there's any room in any scenario for a name change. Like this is my team. So we'll throw that out. I mean, ESPN like Dan Snyder. I guess I do kind of sound like Dan Snyder. Um, there is ESPN tells me I have a 47% chance of making the playoffs here. Um, so I think there's one, two, three, four teams that are ranked below me in that playoff percentage. So I'm feeling very good. I mean, my team is stacked and I think we just have one off week to start it off, but I'm feeling very confident. So for you said it's been your team for ten years. Just so we all know, how many, how many no, rings? Fifteen you have? years. How many rings well, in fifteen years? In well, I have, I have, in fantasy football, I have one win. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do have one win that probably came, you know, in the early, like the early to mid twenty tens, like the two thousand twelve to fourteen area. Yeah, I was very good. I mean, I'm, I've been solid five, six seed in the playoffs since, but, uh, you know, this is my first sack, though, ever. I mean, one of my, my team's one of the best in the league last year. Any league, I've never come in last or near last. So, um, name won't change. So, it actually works out really well this week because we wanted to bring you on to do, like, a 
ask the commissioner, you know, week one, obviously set it off on the right tone. But then we also had an idea of on a week by week basis, you know, assuming it doesn't get repetitive, which, you know, knock on wood, if you're with me for the Chevy Chase Thunder, <laughs> we want to bring the, we want to bring up, yeah, we want to bring on the team that also scores the lowest points per week. And you're in, uh, it happened to be a double whammy. Yeah. yeah. If you took a Venn diagram of commissioners in the league, and people who scored the fewest points in the league this week, the middle section would just be you. It was frustrating because, I mean, I was obviously tracking my Baltimore D during MR Keese, and, like, I was most likely going to not be the lowest scoring team for most of that game. Yeah. I was probably, they, like, the uh, third lowest. They gave up 10 points in the last 30 seconds plus overtime. I mean, I hope you were watching the Manning broadcast. Like, I watched that the first half of the Manning broadcast, and then Randy turned to me and said, I can't watch this fucking shit anymore, so we put it on the regular <laughs> broadcast. Those dudes were losing it on the Gruden decision-making late. Like, they were losing Oh, it. I got to go back and watch. Their, their hands like this. Oh, it was they were very Russell funny. Wilson, too. Too. They were very funny. He was tuned in for, like, fourth quarter in OT. So it was pretty wild. Who? Russell Wilson. Oh wow! Oh yeah, getting super gaudy on us. Yeah, I mean, did you see what Ciara wore to the Met Gala? Yeah, chill yeah. out, like chill out. Kind of savage, kind of savage. The ring is yeah. savage. I get it. Is this cra- wore, is it crazy? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! For those of you that haven't seen it, she wore a dress that is literally a Russell Wilson jersey, and she wore his Super Bowl ring. So I mean, if you get your girl to do that. You pretty much go there. I don't really know. She should have won it's another true. one that said, if you didn't throw a pick, you would have had another one. That yeah, would have or, been savage. Or don't fucking throw the ball on fourth, third person goal when you have fucking Marshawn Lynch. God, that guy's goaded. Need Marshawn. Uh, yeah, last question then, or at least my last question. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of talk of uh, planning this draft slash Sacco trip in the summer uh who's going to be in charge of that are you do you have a team are you assigning this to somebody because obviously you're well aware that you are going to be blamed if it doesn't happen and i'm sure you don't want that blame i'm not saying it's your fault but you know this is the way power works those at the top get blamed so do you have a game plan are you getting ahead of this or are you just going to see whatever happens happens it's not my problem and if i get blamed i'll take the heat there's there's no way i am planning and being responsible for this fiasco. I would happily join and lead, you know, the, the fantasy events, but I, I, I will not be the, the one in charge running point on this. It seems there's a lot of, you know, excitement and I, I'm all in for the excitement. It seems like other people are putting stuff together, but I, I, there's, just, there's just no room for that. And should, we mean, talk, should we talk about it a little bit? Guy, because we actually haven't even brought up. So our punishment is going to jump in a lake in the in the winter. That's locked in, right? That is not our punishment. No, what, what is it? Our That's punishment the is our oh, punishment the dress. Is the dress. Yeah. The dress. Got it. I was going to confuse something else, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My, look at look at those notes back. next time. Yeah, geez. Um, yeah, I mean the punishment's great. Uh, I sent Rubenstein a house that fits 17 people on Lake George right on the water. 
$600 a night. So split that by 17 people. We're talking about chump change here. Oh, put that in the group. For three nights. Um, honestly, like we can then just from there, if we're spending that little, like one night, we'll rent a fucking party bus and go into Lake George for a few hours. I've done it. It's not wildly expensive, maybe a hundred bucks a person. Get the party bus. We'll get some dinner one night. We'll go to a bar in Lake George. And that person will like a dress. boat or something. Yeah, we could sure we could find a boat. There are boats about. I was thinking we'd rent a boat for a day one day and with like yeah. water skis and shit. And I can drive us around, do a water ski, and we'll get some fold up tables, play some beer die. I mean, we'll have a fucking time. Um, yeah, yeah, we should definitely do it. Yeah, that I used to be kind of book place, it. But the yeah, biggest, I mean, the biggest problem is going to be settling on like where we go. Because everyone's going to have, like, the places they want to go, but, like, it's not going to work out. So we just got to find that one house that we're done. I mean, this sounds like an unreal option. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's not the nicest it. house in the world, but, uh, you know, $600 a night, we're all going to be blackout anyway. What's the matter how nice? 600 is pretty cheap. Yeah. And I, I Ben, you're going to be in a dress, too, so it'll be good. No, I won't. <laughs> we'll see. If you don't change your name, anything's possible, man. Yeah, yeah, if you don't change your name, there's no reason. Also, it's a set the, set the tone. Set the tone. Set the tone. Shout out, Conti. Yeah, hunker down. Conti, you're getting like, chirped, Conti. It's not me yeah. chirping you. Let's just be clear. I mean, Conti needs to update his abbreviation for his name. His name's hunker down, but his abbreviation is tone. So something's oh, going please. on. Okay, Ben. Okay. Are you guys playing each other this week? Because that would be even more fun. No, you're not. Oh, we have a little sound. No, I'm. I'm playing Hugh, who uh, doesn't know how to put a player on IR. <laughs> that's a that's a deep one. What do you, What do you even mean by that? What is there more he, to that? He he needed some tutorials on how to put a player on IR in ESPN. Can we get like the full story, or like is it kind um, of like a commissioner player confidentiality situation? Could there you know, be more to that story? I don't. I, he, you know, it's okay. Everyone's learning out here. As, as I always say, we're always absorbing new information regardless. So just had to do some teaching work on how to manage rosters. Nothing more. You know, he's, he's he just confused very, very about the gym. He's confused about the manage IR button. That didn't yes, he, he, uh, he was unaware of that button. Um, but it's a good button. I just used it myself, actually. Big yeah. world, a lot of buttons. I mean, you don't need to use that button. Most are ain't coming back this year, so you can just go ahead and drop him if you want. Um, I don't have to make the decision yet. I don't have another player to put on IR, so sure, appreciate sure. it. Sure, no problem. Well, Brian, if you don't have anything else for Ben, I, no, I don't have anything else. We'd love great. to have you stay on while we you know, finish out here. Um, obviously, we'll get to the power rankings. I'm sure you might have some words about where you're placed. So, uh, you know, just hang around. If you have anything to say, feel free to uh, – Feel free to speak up, but just as always, remember you're a guest here. Thanks for the reminder. No it's one problem. of my favorite things. <laughs> no problem. Yeah. He has that written above like the computer, remember to say this or something. Yeah, I have a little post. <laughs> I have a bunch of post-its here. Um, <laughs> all right, let's start, look at the first matchup. You want to take the first matchup, Kenny? Yeah, so we got, I mean, this is, could not, it's the collusion bowl, essentially. Ruben right. Denny's versus the Snooks. Uh, I personally bet on Kyler to be MVP. Uh, I think it's going to hit, not even like a week one overreaction. Everyone is thinking this is the Cardinals year. I don't necessarily see him going too deep, but I think Kyler continues to go off. He's against Minnesota. Um, I actually, going forward a little bit as well, I think Chase Edmonds 
is going to be breakout player of the week. So I think the Cardinals are going to have a big week themselves. The Snooks, though, projected to win by just under 15 points. Um, Russell Wilson, probably going to go off against that Texans secondary. Danny, this would be this would be a dominating 2-0 start. And it, it doesn't look like it's not going to happen. So we'll see. But I'm sure, I'm sure Evan and Robinson will say something about that. Yeah. Uh, I only have one thing to say about this whole thing with the Robin Beer situation, Ruben Denny's. It pisses me off to no end that they drop their players ahead of waiver. Like, Ruben's out. Have you noticed that? Like, if you look at recent activity, like, Tuesday morning, they've dropped their defense and whoever else they're dropping and give themselves empty slots to then add waivers without having to conditionally drop players. You know what I mean? It's just poor practice. I mean, it, but but it's so on brand. So, like, I'm, yeah, like, it, it makes sense. Oh, and also one more thing about this matchup. Evan was chirping Danny about using too many acquisitions too early, but through one week, Evan has used more acquisitions than Danny. So <laughs> I don't know if I was with you. I was talking about working on chirping, but like if you're going to chirp, you best not be the one who's used more acquisitions. Like that don't make no sense. That's good. Um, That's too good. Yeah, it's really just – talk about being on brand. Uh, the second matchup, we have Rubenstein and Sims and Sims. I mean, I don't need to preview this. Ben, what are you thinking this week? I mean, I'm going to keep a pretty similar starting nine. Uh, there, there will certainly be a change in in one realm. But, I mean, I'm feeling super confident. Like, I, I oh, you're not going to throw the Ravens D out there against Kansas City? Um, that is That is one I'm considering changing. Yeah. I suggest I mean, I, don't do that. Yeah, uh, wow, that's that's some insight. Um, I mean, I should have been a top five quarterback. I two of the best running backs in the league. I mean, Robert Woods could get really going. Josh Jacobs look all right. Waller, I mean, it'll be come down to Waller. If Waller puts up 35, I'll probably lose. If he puts up 10, I probably win. So, but I'm I'm feeling very confident. All right. Will, you do the next one. All right. We got uh, We Love Young Hoes or Young Ways, depending on how you want to pronounce it. Uh, Epstein. Against Jake, Epstein. <laughs> on Epstein Island, they say Young Hoes um, versus Jake Reardon. You know, Jake Reardon, Steve, is just nasty. Uh, I don't see a world in which Nasty. Nasty. Really? I mean, this team got very unlucky week one. They have just absolute units at every position. I mean, losing Judy for a little bit isn't ideal on their bench. Corey Davis had a huge week, though. Um, so they have options, you know, Clyde's going to be a big question mark all year as he was last year. It, it just doesn't seem like he has the physicality for the running game in today's NFL, but I'm surprised that he's just not more successful in the passing game with the way they use Tyree kill and McCole Hardman. You'd think they would be able to use him so seamlessly, but, uh, I don't know. I, I like Jake Gordon to win this one pretty handily unless young way has like a 20 burger or something. Hunker down versus TC. TC projected to win, um, which uh, – no, I'm sorry. TC projected to just lose by by 2.3, which is probably going to be a trend for the majority of the season. Um, I don't see them winning. I mean, it, Tua needs to go off for them to have any sort of a chance moving forward. And Najee Harris needs to, to play, like, justifying a first-round pick. I do think Chase Edmonds is going to have a big week. Uh, Thielen. I think one of the more underrated picks of the draft. I know they got a lot of hate for it, but I think Dan's team just through and through more deep, even, even TZ Noah fan had a great game against the giants, but Huge yeah, game. I, I think they're going Owen too. 
I mean, it's a bottom feeder game right here. Like two of the worst teams in the league going at it. So it's, it's a toss up. That wow, is oh my add Conti on this goodness. podcast. Is there some beef behind the scenes? Oh my God. Is there no, some Conti. beef behind the scenes? No, no, Conti's my guy. You know, hunt her down. <laughs> no, no, Conti, Conti, get rid of clear schedule, Conti, for Tuesday, next Tuesday. There might We might need you. Yeah, let let me put a block every week for the next Yeah, honestly, weeks. if everyone could just put a fucking block on their calendar, you just put a little event on your calendar from 12 to 1, maybe even make it 12, 30 to 1. We will accommodate your schedule. But yes. midday, then you'll have that podcast before waiver wires even happen. Yep. I mean, you can't yep. beat those numbers. Um, next matchup is Ball against Mark and I. I mean, obviously, I'm nervous. Ball's team is always a force to be reckoned with. Um, you know, I'm trying not to panic about Rodgers, so I just assume against the horrendous Detroit defense, he'll, he's, he's going to have like 40, uh, and we're going to win. I mean, Dalvin and Tyreek is about as nasty as he gets one-two punch in this fantasy football league. I don't care what you say. That's just a fact. Um, they're probably the number one ranked running back and wide receiver at the end of the season. But obviously, we got to fill out the rest of the team. Tight end's always an issue. Going to throw Debo in there. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But I'm, I'm nervous about playing ball, but our team performed well last week. If we perform that way again, I'll be happy. Next one, me versus Greer. I've been looking forward to this matchup. I think to, to beat Greer is a stepping stone in this league. Right now, I'm projected to win. I have a feeling he's probably going to play AB. Um, I might make some changes as well. I need A.J. Brown to have a game. Saquon goes without saying. I mean, he can't score four points for me. I'm very scared. He's only going to get 11 touches again. But as long as one of them is by the end zone, I think it could become better. I love my team. They all. I had nine total touchdowns this first week, which was far and away more than uh, anyone else. I think maybe someone had eight. But, uh, again, with Greer's team, the only thing to really say is it's going to be a war. And we're ready for it. Always is with him, QB factory. Yeah, well, I right now he's starting Herbert. I don't know if probably he's yeah, a pretty Dallas, low scoring week. I mean, you had the most points, Kenny, but I mean, like again, the top ten, someone has to get one eighty. So it was a pretty, it was a pretty low scoring week for highs all around. Yeah, well, we were saying the stars, the st- it was like Rogers, Henry, Zeke, Saquon, Mike Evans, Andrews, and a few other people. They scored just under. Like 52 points, points yeah. and three rookies scored more than them. So, you know, it's just just one of those weird week ones. Yep. But we don't overreact. We don't overreact. We're not overreacting, but we will go to our We're power underreacting. Rankings. Yes. Well, you're going to – yes, you're going to see in our power rankings that we are underreacting. We're not just strictly taking who won and who lost and putting them in order. For the power rankings, we're still going to react based off of what we see in, in front of us, what we see on paper, and what we believe to be true. I just had an idea. Should we type them into the chat and have Ben say them? Yeah, we can have the guest announce the power rankings every week. I'm down for that. That's a good little bit. Fucking throw that shit in there. All right, Ben. Yeah, well, first, don't even look at it. Where do you think you should be? Don't yeah, even look, look. at I, I I saw who was number one. I didn't see where I'm at, though. Um, where I should be, I think I should be at a solid five. Like I'm definitely one of the four to five. I'm definitely one of the best teams in the league, but it's it's a little concerning seeing the best players in the league put up donuts. So, but I think I should be like the four or five range. All right, All right. read in order hey, our power run, rankings run going into after week one and going into week two. Should I read them straight? 
Straight down. We have the Snooks, Mr. Grumpy, Danny Fishbein, Jake Reardon, Sins and Sins, Freer, Ball, Kenny, Collusion Duo of Matt and Evan, myself, way down there, Balsam Little, <laughs> the best team out there to hunker down, set the tone, one of the two. <laughs> The, the kickers unite. We love young hoes and team TC. That would be probably the worst name on the books, but um, those are your 12. What are your thoughts on those power rankings? Aside from well, obviously you believe you should be higher up. What are you just, just a general thought on the power rankings as the guest of the week? Yeah. I mean, Snooks, Reardon, Grit, Ball, solid, solid placement. I think, I mean, I, I should probably hire I think Hughes' team looks pretty good. Probably could be a little lower. Uh, Kenny's team, I think, is a little, a little fluky, even though he did put up high. So I think Ooh. it's, I think it's a pretty good spot. But I think it's pretty solid. Other than myself, uh, I mean, I do have a forty-seven percent chance to make the playoffs. So I think Ruben Denny should be way lower is the other one. They probably should be in like the nine to 10 range. So not too bad. Not too bad. What you're saying is we got a generally decent job compared uh, if, if you, if you had to give your opinion. Yeah, I'd say, I'd say it's, it's solid. It's solid. I mean, you know, we're just getting used to this fucking power ranking thing, you know, I like just, it. I'm just begun. I'm living. I'm living for these. Kenny's team has too many question marks, by the way, I'm living for it. I'm hoping this happens all season. Hey, man, I mean, the 2018 season. Red Sox, they were saying all year, there's too many question marks, and the hitting can't last, the pitching can't last. It lasted, and they won, so it's possible. It's I, mean, possible. I, don't like, I don't like that you just use a Red Sox analogy for me, so if we could just move on, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> Speaking of World Series, Kenny, why don't you give us your Super Bowl matchup prediction and your Sacco team prediction, so – Super Bowl matchup. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, there's no, as a competitor, there's no world I can say I'm not going to win. However, in a world where I'm not a member, you know, I'm, an, I'm, I'm biasedly looking here. I got to think Jake Reardon is in it. I have to think they're in it. And I think they're actually going to win it. I think it's going to be incredible to have Reardon and Lapidot be the face of the league. Um, I also think Hugh Seam is going to really rise from the ashes and be there. I think it's going to be a really, really good one. I, I'm hoping I'm there as well. Um, but for the Sacco, Joey and Tyler, you got you to change something. You got to change something because we don't want to see you have another punishment, but it's looking like it's happening. Yeah. Um, my Super Bowl prediction is going to be – I also like – I like Jake Reardon being in the finals. I, I like them being there. I really do. There's tunnel dwelling. Um, it just seems like their year, like last year, felt really good, and they got a little unlucky with some injuries. Um, so I, I think they're going to make a nice comeback here. They got a really good team, front to back. And honestly, I think Rubenstein makes the finals too. Uh, I think when you have Henry, Kamara, Josh Allen, I mean, you're talking about 100 points between those three guys some weeks. So that's that's going to be real hard to beat if he can pick up a few guys on waiver wires. A week one loss, hot take, a week one loss is helping his team. He's at the bottom of the waiver wire order, which means he's first place. He gets to choose who he wants. He's not going to be 2-0, so he'll be in the middle of the pack next week. I think he's going to be in a good place to, to build it out. So I like him taking out Reardon in the finals. I like Reardon taking it home and Lapidot. And 
I have to agree. Joey and Tyler's team has got a lot of question marks for me. So I'm going to have to pick them as Sacco. I don't want to see them there again. I don't want them to have to do another punishment, but they're going to have to make a lot of ground up. And if it's not them, it's going to be Robinson or not, because I think their team's not that good. Um, I'm going to go. If I go quick, I got to, I definitely, the Reardon team of Lapida and then. Uh, less than a minute. And then I'd probably say Greer. I think Greer comes through and makes the finals, loses the finals, of course. And then I'd say that the only reason I wouldn't say Jesse and Henry is Henry's enjoyment of doing the Sacco would just be so <laughs> high. He'd have too much fun. <laughs> that, I don't know, God, he'd, God'd be giddy all week. But I think they're the Sacco. All right. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's not normal to have all us feel kind of the same about every team. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll be completely wrong. We might be, as Kenny said, we might be underreacting to week one. But I'd rather be an underreactor than an overreactor because overreacting is never a good idea. I'm underreacting all season. Yeah, all I'm down season. to be there for that. I'm in there for that. Should we even do, like, the GM of the week, sack of the week breakout? That was a good um, place to end, too. I think that's a good place to end. I mean, very good week one. Ben, thank you for coming on. Thanks, uh, Commissioner. Great to have you. You do a good job as commissioner. Everyone gives you shit. Um, I'm a little worried for you, but I also think your team is way too good to be bad this year. Like, there's just no way unless you unless you have Has injuries to, to one of your star players. I mean, Alan, Kamara, and Derek Henry sh- should be good enough to at least get you to the playoffs. So, you know what? It's fantasy football. Anything's possible. I mean, really, anything is possible. So let's just see what happens. Hey, I didn't. I didn't lose with a high score. We yeah, were saying that before. Sign. I'll take yeah. a loss. We were saying that before. You got to break that one thirty, man. You're right. It was right in between all season. Yeah. All right, boys. We uh, we will talk Great this week. week. Good luck Great to everybody. Episode. Week two. Maybe we'll overreact after week two, but right now we're underreacting. So uh, we'll see y'all. We'll see y'all soon. <laughs>